everybody, welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. I'm Casualty CDG, but you can call me Gary. And oh boy, I'm so excited for the podcast. I love podcast night. And I am the professional media and movie mastermind. The Funhouse, Drew Munhausen, and Gary was just so excited for this podcast, he wasn't even going to let me introduce myself there. Come on. I just, I wanted to have, I wanted to be able to say something just besides my name. Oh, that's fair. That's And fair. I didn't want to take too much time. I just, I'm excited for the podcast. I like the podcast. <laughs> it's the podcast. Well, so, so we do, we do tabletop streaming and stuff, and we do board game streams, and everything is different, right? Every stream's different. Every night has different vibes, and uh-huh. I like podcast night. That's all. I love podcast night. Well, I mean, we got to face the facts here, though, because the fans of our podcast came out in numbers complaining about two episodes ago where Gary, we know here at Fresh Out the Podcast that the suicide squad film is called the suicide squad <laughs> but gary unapologetically referred to it as suicide squad 2 right. throughout a lot of the discussion and, and i we, will continue to do so for the record we got we got some blowback for that we got some you know the fans were just out with their their torches and their pitchforks they were really outraged about about this um but you know, I'm just we, excited people are me, mad about our podcast. Let me just be clear: we know that the movie's called The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. We we do know. And Gary, do you do you do you want to apologize to anybody out there? I'd like to I'd like to say that it's Suicide Squad two, and the reason is because it is a sequel. It is not a requel, which some people have said that it is a re- reboot and not a sequel. It's a fucking sequel. They even ask Harley what she's doing back here. She says she got arrested again. The same characters, the same actors play the same characters. It's a fucking sequel. It's not a requel, and it's Suicide Squad 2. I would not like to apologize to anybody who thinks that it's not a fucking sequel, because it is. So I agree it's the Suicide Squad, but... It is also a sequel. I mean, I don't, I don't remember them ever being like, hey, this is, I don't know. They, the story still matches up. It's still all there. It's still canon. I don't know. It, look, I didn't name the movie. It is called The Suicide Squad, right? I can't change the title of it. But it's a sequel. And it's Suicide Squad 2. Sitting over here giggling because I mean, I okay, <laughs> okay, know, hold you know. on. I think I think I've got a defense instead of just me being wrong. You know, I think I've got a defense. Gary, Terminator Two. Yeah. What does everybody call Terminator Two? Judgment Day. T Two. Everybody calls it T Two or yeah. Terminator Two, but it's called Terminator Two Judgment Day. Yeah. But nobody in their right fucking mind is going to call it Terminator Two Judgment Day. I, I'm I not going to say. Have you guys seen Suicide Squad or have you guys seen The Suicide Squad? I'm going to say, have you seen Suicide Squad Two, or have you seen the newer, the new yeah. Suicide Squad? Also, J- James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, so really, they should have called it the Good Suicide Squad because that's what it fucking was. Originally, I was more like, yeah, you should probably call it the Suicide Squad. Stop being a jerk, but uh, now, now I'm kind of getting swayed here because, like, 
DC just kind of, they're like, oh, that's not canon. Anytime one of their movies flops. And it's kind of bullshit lack of accountability for shitty movies, in my opinion. I don't know. That <laughs> is, should be called The Good Suicide Squad, which I think would be a really fucking funny it. No, they should call it, they should call it The Suicide Squad. That's what they should call Ooh. it. Man, missed opportunity. <laughs> missed opportunity. Uh, well, thank you guys for that. <laughs> Speaking of movies, um, I wanted to bring this up for our discussion here um, because, you know, we've we've talked um, multiple times about Dune and how we're excited for, for Dune, the the new film by director Denis Villeneuve. And I I love Denis Villeneuve. I, I'm a huge fan of his films. He's he's one of my favorite if not my favorite working director right now. Um, but, you know, one of the things we've seen over the past year and a half plus of the pandemic is, you know, release strategies ha of movies have constantly changed. Right now, we seemed like we were starting get to get back in the flow of um, theatrical releases. But, of course, at the time of this this recording, you know, the Delta variant for COVID is kind of raging out of control. So, you know, it's... Movies are still coming out, but, you know, it, it, they're just not making as much money as everybody would like it as far as the movie studios go. So that so that being said, you know, we like getting movies at home. We like to stream movies. A lot of the creators or visionaries behind a lot of these big tentpole films want you to watch them on the big screen. And film Twitter was a buzz uh, recently because of a quote from Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I believe the quote was originally with the French publication of some sort. I I'm not sure. I, I should be a good podcaster and be able to source back to where this came from, but I <laughs> don't have it in front of me. But I do have the quote. I can just tell you this quote wasn't in an interview with Fresh Out the Podcast because, you know, we're not of the status to be doing yet. interviews with Denis Villeneuve yet. Um but he said, let me find the, the, this is in response to Dune, you know, as we know, it's going to be debuting on HBO Max the same day as it'll be in theaters. And Denis Villeneuve said, first of all, the enemy of the cinema is the pandemic. That's the thing. We yeah. understand that the cinema industry is under tremendous pressure right now. That I get. The way it happened, I'm still not happy. Frankly, to watch Dune on a television, the best way I can compare it is to drive a speedboat in your bathtub. For me, it's ridiculous. It's a movie that has been made as a tribute to the big screen experience. Um, so that's the quote. Uh, comparing seeing movies in theater, you know, watching big, big tentpole movies at home as driving a speedboat in bathtub. That's his comparison. Um so I wanted to bring this up because I'm curious to see for you all, you know, I, I watch a lot of movies. I probably take my movie watching a lot more serious than the normal person does. Um, y'all are, y'all watch a lot of movies and TV too, but probably, you know, just a, a bit more casual, casually, I almost said casualty. Um, That's okay. It's casualty. Game. It's casualty CDG at casualty CDG on Twitter. If you guys are just looking for somebody <laughs> to follow or whatever. But um, watch a bit more casually, and I wanted to see what y'all's thoughts were. Uh, have y'all? I'm. I know pretty much for a fact Gary has not been to a movie theater since the pandemic started. 
Um, Jahan, have you, do y'all prefer to watch at home? What are, what are y'all's thoughts on this? So, yeah, I will, uh, let, tell you my story about the Green Knight. So, Green Knight, well, we could talk about that another time if you want. Uh, but the movie experience itself, you know, we snuck the food in. It was exciting. We got to sit down, you know, we were wearing our masks. A lot of people weren't, uh, a lot of people were shooting us dirty looks for doing so. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're the the theater's packed. We knew it was going to be packed, and all the seats were sold out. Why I don't know. It gets a new movie. People weren't sure what it was going to be about. Uh, and then enters the. So I'm sitting with uh my my 12 year old cousin, right? And then my brother and mom are sitting like two rows down or something like that because we couldn't get seats together. And then in walks everybody. The people sitting next to us, sitting next to me and my cousin. Oh my God! I wish I watched this movie at home. Uh, he was—I don't know—he was wearing, you know, sandals, pajama pants, made himself comfy. Fine, whatever. Uh, no masks in sight. Fine, whatever. You don't have to wear them. Uh, he's in there with his mom, and like every scene, he's like—he's like, like he's throwing his hands about, like, "Was was this? This isn't like the poem it's based on." Uh, and then he just laughs. At the weirdest times when nothing funny happened, uh, like, and during serious moments, he's like, ha, 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 like, really loud obnoxious, and it's just the worst. So, uh, that was my recent movie-going experience. It might have soured me a bit and tainted my opinion, because I do love going to the movies. Uh, here in Houston, we have Alamo Draft House and that kind of thing where you get this full dining experience with your movie, which is very fun. I do love the movies. I don't want them to they're go also, They're also very strict about the no texting, no talking policy. The, 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 the dining places are very strict, yes, which is awesome, which I love. Yeah, uh, so I go to the theater a lot, typically, and I've gone probably more than the average person since movies started coming back. Um, during the, the course of the pandemic, I haven't gone recently since the Delta variant has been kind of raging out of control. Um, that being said, um, you know, I love seeing a movie in theaters, but other people in theaters these days are just the worst. (laughs) And it's hard for me. I, I, as someone who does go to the theater, I usually don't go on weekends i don't go you know friday nights or saturdays i like to go on like a monday or tuesday because it's typically not very busy a lot of times you can go and have the theater almost to yourself um i really like that kind of experience uh i i I rarely go on the on the weekends when it's busiest yeah because it's just i get too distracted by other people or get too mad when they don't respect the theater experience as well as I do. Um, Gary, what are, what are your thoughts on this? I, I've had really good movie experiences in my life in theaters and I've, I like movie theaters. I've also had bad experiences in movie theaters. I've, I've had people who won't shut the hell up. I've had people who throw their hands up or they're just in the way fed kids running around screaming 
but also like I've loved, you know, some of the Star Wars midnight releases where you're there with your friends and it's this big iconic thing and everybody claps at the end of the movie and cheers at the fucking screen. Uh, there's something really awesome about that, you know. I I'm not and of course you're talking about a more intimate movie going experience, which is not I've never been to a movie theater by myself. I've never been to a movie theater, you know, during the day by myself when nobody's there. Oh, I there. do it. I love it. I love I, it I so much. I also enjoy it from time to time. I, uh, but that's, you know, that, that maze, that's nothing to do with movie theaters. That's probably to do with my own anxiety and paranoia and being yeah. out in public and stuff. So it's just, I don't know. I like watching movies at home. And when Dune comes out, I'm going to watch Dune at home. I'm not going to be like, this is the one that's going to get me back in theaters. I maybe... Maybe the new Spider-Man actually will get me. Uh, maybe I'll go to Alamo Draft House one day at like three or four or something during a weekday and go see the new Spider-Man. But not Dune. Dune's not the one. I'm excited for Dune. I will watch Dune. I want to play the Dune tabletop role-playing game that's come out here at the same time. Uh, there's a lot of buzz around it. People seem to like it. And I don't know a lot about the Dune universe. It seems like there's uh, going to be a lot of cool things for me to learn. Yeah, Dune Imperium, top five hottest games on Board Game Geek right now. Thank uh, you, John. To chime in with that. See, that's why you're the Board Game Guru, man. You don't just get that nickname. No, you, you... don't. No, you don't. I don't. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's... it's... To answer your question, and in a bunch of different ways, no, Dune's not going to put me back in theaters. Yes, I am excited for it. I didn't know it was going to be out on HBO Max same day, and that's great news for me because I have HBO Max and now I watch it. The home entertainment climate has changed so much too, right? Like, you know, we used to have small TV, you know, before yeah. we had HD TVs and before we had, you know, everything Projectors now. Projectors and surround sound, yeah. For me personally, as somebody who has invested in my home theater experience because i do like watching movies you know i'm fortunate enough to have a 75 inch 4k tv and 7.1 surround sound so when i watch a movie at home i get practically a, my own little mini theater experience and there's not people next to me texting unless i'm watching something yeah. with my wife and she's on her phone in which i give her a pass <laughs> but there's not random rude people texting next to me or talking or laughing or running up and down the stairs you know or in, if it's an r-rated movie somebody that comes in with their child who is crying during the film you know things like that that just yeah. seem like are inevitable when you go to the see, theater drew that's the tiktok i want to see i want to see your home theater that's what i want to uh, see no well, then people no <laughs> don't ever put your fucking shit on the internet don't show people your stuff. No, show them your stuff. Just don't tell <laughs> this, them where you live. This uh, is why I have a TikTok. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, I like the movie going experience. I want. To, I do want to see Dune, but I'm worried about the Delta. It's it's probably going to be raging by then. It's not going anywhere. Uh, the things will start to even out by yeah. then, and and I hope it doesn't get delayed. But I mean, I, hope so. I think that there has been an interesting balance at, at the Green Knight. It, to keep going back to this, you know, it got released in theaters. Yeah. It was out in theaters for what two to three weeks, and then A twenty four said, "Okay, now it's going to be out digitally." It wasn't a planned video on demand release, but now you can rent it at home for nineteen ninety nine and watch it at home. And yeah. after it got a short theatrical run, I don't know if that's just because it wasn't performing at the box office as well as they wanted it to or what, but 
I like that we're in a place where they can do that. So like, okay, I you did it, it in theaters, and now here you can rent it at home. Like that's I awesome. I, I, I like watch watching it. movies again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I think, I know that they're experimenting. You know, HBO Max and the theater theatrical same day release has been an interesting experiment uh, this past year. There have been, you know, Paramount Plus does a. Uh, I think it's a 45 day theatrical window before it comes on the app. Like that's what happened with the quiet place part two. I think that's the plan for snake eyes. Although snake eyes, you can rent on video on demand right now too. Uh, <laughs> Why would you? You can also uh, just watch your that's a whole go other, down the toilet. That's, for, that's a whole other topic, but um, yeah, you can you know, go outside and watch grass grow. That's a fucking thing. <laughs> They're trying to figure out the, what the right balance is, and it's. I think it's an interesting thing to see play out. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was worth the discussion, and uh, y'all always make it worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. M- much to your point of you are, are distracted by people in the theater uh, for Endgame. I did not want that night to be ruined. Uh, I'm in a Discord for Houston, a Houston Reddit Discord. Uh, and so what we did was, as a group, we collectively rented a theater. So we knew everyone in the theater. It was packed, but we were all of the same mind, like, hey, you know. And you still got to have those cool moments. Like, I remember uh, when Cat picked up the hammer, everybody was screaming, and then we still had all those cool moments. But it was with friends. And so, uh, yeah, I I wish I had a better home entertainment system, though. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, recent theater experience. Endgame on opening night was uh, was pretty incredible. I remember seeing The Force Awakens on opening night. It was a yes. really good theater experience. With for, uh, for- I saw that, I believe, with Gary. Uh, and then we, all, we... I think we saw it at like, Studio Movie Grill. And then we all went home to our house. Because like, that was back when me and Gary lived together. And uh, we... <laughs> me, him, and I think... I don't remember who else. We all grabbed toilet paper, or not, uh, like, wrapping paper <laughs> tubes and beat the crap out of each other, pretending they were lightsabers. And we were, we were yeah. adults. That was me, you, and Scooter. Are you I adults? Believe. Are you adults? Well, you know, as much as we are now. <laughs> there is an argument to be made that I am three 12-year-olds stacked on top of each other's shoulders wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a fake beard. I believe it. I believe it, too. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, yeah, uh, movies. I yeah, well, I, I really do like to the turnaround. We'll give all of our our um, Twitter handles and everything at the end of this episode. But tweet at us, you know, what your favorite theatrical experience was. Tweet that at us. Or I least like favorite man. Stories. People might have some really funny stories about their worst yeah, theatrical. <laughs> yeah, tweet us your terrible times in the cinema. Either way, hashtag you're terrible times. What's yeah? What's good or bad? I don't know. Yeah, send your send your good experiences. Send your bad experiences. There's there's bound to be some good stories there. Um, y'all want to move on to some uh, certified fresh out the podcast takes? Yeah, let's see what's certified fresh this week. Well, I'll 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 start it off because you know last week I plugged my TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, the first TikTok that I made was showing off this Indiana Jones 4K oh, uh, collection fuck. that I purchased. Not Indiana Jones. I feel like every week you just set me up to be berated by people. 
You uh, just you're gonna talk about things that I hate, and you know it. Well, here, here, let's let's let me be realistic here about it. So, um, yeah, I bought that collection. I didn't buy it just so I could make a TikTok and show it off. I bought it so that I could watch those films in 4K. And uh, I will say one thing with buying physical media, I that I think the collection came out in either June or July, and it was retailing for around ninety dollars. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. pretty expensive because it's four movies on 4K. You know. That's a lot. But with physical media, if you just wait just a little bit, I think I got it for about 30 bucks cheaper through Amazon by waiting just a month or two. So worth noting, uh, it was on sale. And uh, so I've watched so I have not watched all four of them yet. I have watched Raiders and I've watched Temple of Doom and I've um I've watched part of uh, The Last Crusade, which that's a thing that happens when you have children, is um, it's a lot harder for me to watch a movie at home, you know, two hours straight. It's a lot of, hey, let me watch, you know, 45 minutes here and then finish it later when I can. That's just a thing that happens when you become a parent. So that is why I'm halfway through um, The Last Crusade. But um, I'm enjoying watching them. They look great. but I did not grow up rewatching the Raider or excuse me without Indiana Jones movies like some people did. Like I watched them, you know, my dad said, hey, watch these. And I did. And I enjoyed them. And, that you know, that was it. And of course, you know, all the famous scenes from Raiders, especially like there's all the iconic moments. But I was not somebody that rewatched these, you know, in yeah. your countless times. Or anything like that, but but I like them, so I'm I'm having fun watching them now. And, and as I'm talking about it, Gary's just shaking his head. <laughs> I'm, he I'm pretty has, sure I own uh, an old Indiana Jones DVD collector's box from a long time ago as well. Because uh, my older brother, so my older brother's a big cinephile. Uh, he like went to film school and everything, and he he's always been real big into movies. So I always had that influence uh, putting good movies in front of me. Uh, and then my mom is also a huge consumer of media, and so I, I always had, I was, we always went to the movies. We always saw movies, and we had a lot, a lot of DVDs, VHSs, that kind of thing. Man, I miss Hollywood Video. <laughs> Do you have any uh, nostalgia for Indiana Jones in particular? In particular, I mean, not really. I. They were fine. I liked them. They were exciting. It's like, yay, Indiana Jones. But it wasn't. It wasn't my bag. Yeah, it just seems like it's one of those franchises that there are a lot of people, probably people that are a little bit older than us, that really grew up with these movies. Yeah. That they hold them near and dear to their hearts. Um, I want to hear Gary's take. I on hate it. Indiana Jones. <laughs> I am not on the fence. I don't think it's okay. I fucking hate Indiana Jones. I, I wasn't even done with my sentence before Gary was so ready I to say how much he wait. It. I couldn't wait. I hate it. I hate Indiana Jones. It's so boring to me. It's it's such a horrible series. It's I love I, I love Temple of Doom because Temple of Doom go hard. The soundtrack in Temple of Doom slaps and the the Kalima <laughs> ripping somebody's heart out. The minecart race. There's some great classic stuff there. The other ones is just shitty Han Solo being boring in the desert with Nazis. It's not... Fuck Indiana Jones. <laughs> the fourth one, Crystal Skull, sucks. 
and then people were like, oh, god damn it. That made me so mad. So when Crystal Skull came out, I'm on a rant now, baby. So when Crystal Skull came out, uh, uh, people were like, but it has aliens. It's not believable. And I'm like, you know, the first one had, like, magic. Magic and the Bible, and I—I I don't mean to bash your religion here, but r- aliens yeah. in the Bible are just as fucking real. I, I are you sure to tell to me that the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> mel- melting people's faces isn't isn't a real thing? There we go. Thank you, Drew. That's a much nicer way to say that. I—I—I I, I, I don't want to get into religion on the podcast, but yeah, it's all—it's all magic. It's all fucking magic. It's alien magic. It's Bible magic. It's magic. It, and. What a shitty defense when that what 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 when people came when that came out they're like I can't believe it it's not real Indiana yeah. Jones is never real <laughs> I think I was in in that same camp that I just I remember watching so I I saw the fourth one in theaters I think I might have seen it with you Gary back in when it came out in 2008 or, or so I'm, I think I'm kind of a mark for Shia LaBeouf so that sounds right that sounds like we would I would do that. And I remember the aliens thing taking me out of the the movie as well. Just, I don't know, it's something about it seemed like it didn't fit. That being said, I'm watching these now all again, and I haven't seen Crystal Skull since seeing it in theaters. This will be my first time ever to rewatch it. So I'm interested to see in watching them all back to back how it fits in with those. So I'll, you know, I'll refer back. So I actually, now that I'm, you know, calmed down from my Indiana Jones hate... I do think that Crystal Skull does fit the theme of the Indiana Jones story, of the narrative. I think that it fits into the series just fine and just well. And it, it the aliens, I don't think, tick me so much out of it. So, I mean, like, the, the I think it's just when they were made, I feel, is really important there. Because back, back when Indiana Jones first came out, you know, archaeology and that kind of stuff, curses... You know, religious artifacts, the occult, those things kind of all went together with archaeology. People were still fascinated with, like, mummy curses and that kind of thing. And now, this more recent one, you know, people were at that time obsessed with the idea of ancient aliens, uh, that guy with the crazy hair, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. I really feel like that's kind of where maybe that came from. Uh, I'm not defending it, because I didn't bother watching Crystal Skull look like a pile of garbage just from the outside. There's a bunch of other stuff in it that I remember at the time thinking was really dumb. Like, there's a big set piece where Shia LaBeouf ends up swinging through, swinging from vines in the trees with a bunch of monkeys, and I remember watching it in the theater, and I think laughing out loud at how dumb and ridiculous (laughs) it it looked and felt. I did Um, laugh about that. Yeah, that scene does not fit. However... You know, of course it came out in 2008, so there was, you know, better technology and they could do that with CG and whatever. That moment is not too out of line with the series, considering I just watched Temple of Doom, where there's a big, you know, it's it's nothing different than something Short Round would have done had they been able to CG him. Yeah, if they could have made Short Round do it, they would have. Also, I forgot to talk about Short Round and Temple of Doom. Short Round go hard. Yes, yes. Short round rules. I'm, I'm, I'm here for a short round sequel. Short round is a outdated racial caricature. Hey man, it's not the kid's fault. You know, it's not the kid's fault. No, that kid was a great actor. He um, also was he. I, I, I might, I might have mud on my face after this. Was he Data also? Yes, in the yes, Goonies. He was. Yeah, he was. That's he was. right. 
and he went hard as Data in the Goonies also. Which I believe in the first ever episode of Fresh Out the Podcast, maybe the second one. Um, we talked about. We the learned Goonies. that Jahan had never seen it. I yeah, think. I never seen the Goonies. Oh wow, has he? You still haven't seen the Goonies? No, nah, I don't. I don't intend to. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look good. Damn. Yeah, I would say that's a cult classic. You should see it so you can have an opinion. Not only on. am I not going to watch it, I have it on DVD. Just see it. But not you're just actively making the choice not to watch it. Oh, yeah. I'm fully capable. I just have no desire. It's not there. The interest isn't there. I don't know. Let me uh, me get us back. Now we're on a Goonies tangent. Let me get us back on track. Indiana Jones 4K collection. I'm enjoying my my revisiting of this uh, series. Um, Shout out to Short Round. Shout out short round, and I will I will report back once I've seen. Shout Crystal out Skull to the progress you know. that people of color have made since short round. <laughs> Shout out to the actor who plays short round. Yes, there you go. Um, I'll pass it to one of y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I got some stuff interesting. I got some interesting stuff that's coming out soon. Uh, we're talking about visual media here, so uh, something that I don't think. Gary's excited for at all. At all. We're going to hear some stuff about this from Gary. Uh, they announced, HBO I'm Max announced. A- I'm so glad that you guys have things this week that I have opinions about because the only things that I have week this week are things that I don't like that I'm not going to talk about very much. <laughs> and so I love that you guys have even more stuff that I just don't fucking like. It's really, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> hey, you know, we're trying to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, typecast you is the promotion. <laughs> so, You're nailing it. <laughs> nailing it. Uh, yeah, HBO Max announced that they are going to go forward with a Fiona and Cake uh, series. Boo! Uh, Fiona and Cake are the gender-bent uh, fan fiction of the Ice King, uh, so it's a in-universe fan fiction coming to life, uh, and I love the characters. I love Fiona and Cake. Uh, Fiona is, they're I mean they're more grown up. They're more uh, they're not like- as goofy. They're more serious. I don't know, uh, and it it's just cool girl power stuff, you know, female. Fiona- good stuff Fiona is fine but cake is not better than i love cake she's not better than john dimaggio's jake i mean you know you don't have to compare these so directly yes, though. yes you do it's jake and cake they're literally the direct comparison characters they're, they're, they're they're gender but in in defense they in, are uh, but they're the same characters gender bent you, but one of them's a cat how can you not compare and, and one's a dog. And they also and have different powers. I don't know. Uh, I enjoy Cake's sassy nature. I enjoy I enjoy all of it. Uh, I love how desperate the Ice King is for these characters to become real. I'm wondering if that's going to play a role in this because there are several episodes where he tries to use dark magic to bring them to life. Uh, once it results in him getting farted on by a talking book. The further uh, problems here past Fiona and Cake are Marshall Lee is a stupid fucking character who's worse than Marceline, <laughs> and Prince Bubblegum is a shitty fucking gender-bent Princess Bubblegum who's worse than Princess Bubblegum. No, he's Prince Gumball. Okay, and uh, whatever. We're gonna get a shitty so terrible. <laughs> We're going to get Somebody... a shitty gender-bent universe of Adventure Time, and it's not going to be as good. 
It's As good. somebody who doesn't Ugh. watch Adventure Time, yeah. hearing y'all talk about it just makes my head spin. I'm just like, what? Like, what? <laughs> what, what is this? Why? What are these words? You what are doing thing? yourself such a disservice by not watching Adventure Time. Correct. Uh, get off his lawn. <laughs> It is. Uh, it's got like little funny parts because it's a cartoon, but it also has a a twelve season overarching narrative where that there is, is character growth. Amazing things happen in the world. The characters like things happen. The world changes. Characters develop. Relationships. There's a lot of character development. It's very. Cool. It's not just a cartoon. That's just funny. It's both. I I will say I've seen some of it. So it, it, I think Jahan and I were actually talking about this over. Xbox yes. Live or something recently. I, I've seen some of it now that I liked. Initially, it was one of those shows where you'd go, I'd go to a friend's house and it'd be like, "Hey, watch this clip from it," and it, like out of context. And mm-hmm. I'm not somebody that watches the show or, and, and not familiar with the humor. And like, there might be parts of it that made me laugh, but I would kind of just be, you know, not really understand what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, so I did at one point go back and watch a, f- a few of the first episodes, uh, you know, first few episodes in the series and, and enjoyed it going back that way. It's definitely not a show that just starts off episode one. Like here's the characters and here's what happened. It just no. jumps into random storylines. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that that was kind of the format and then they kind of went deeper with it. Uh, I believe it's created by Pendleton Ward and his other show that he's made. Uh, I forget what it's called but it's a pot midnight gospel midnight gospel it's so crazy uh but yeah so it starts off pretty crazy and then this overarching story becomes apparent and it gets really good uh but like you said about the context like one of my favorite episodes is the one where finn builds a tower of revenge into space without context none of that means anything but in context it's a very interesting story uh but yeah, so that's Fiona Kick. I am excited for this uh, series. Gary, also a fan of Adventure Time, not excited. I've uh, also watched the Distant Lands all, so far, all the Distant Lands stuff on HBO. I <clears throat> I didn't really care. I did not like the BMO episode, uh, and I'm a big fan of BMO. I d- didn't really like the Marceline Princess Bubblegum episode. It, I guess it was fine. Um and the newest one that I saw, the Finn and Jake one, was great. Absolutely so, phenomenal. So the B one, the Bima one was fun, uh, but very I'm, disjointed I'm, from I'm, the story. Uh, I did like seeing what happened to Marceline uh, and Princess Bubblegum with their relationship. Uh, it was, I, I did enjoy that episode, and then the the Finn and Jake episode made me actually cry. Uh, I actually cried at that episode. That episode was amazing. There's Adventure Time is certified fresh out the box. Fiona and Cake, that remains to be seen. I think Jahan's based, I think Jahan's gonna like it, and yeah, I'm not. Gonna I'm gonna like love it. it. I think but that's okay, but let me be clear Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake, Gary, you'll still be watching it. You'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, I'll watch it. Of course, I'll watch it. Uh, I, I already think that I'm not going to like it, and Jahan will. If if they're if they keep the gender bent entire cast of Marshall Lee and Prince Bubblegum or Prince Gumball. Gumball, it's it's not going to be as good. Uh, if they bring back Ice King and they somehow make Fiona and Cake real characters so, in the real world and they're able to use a lot of the same initial characters they had yeah. and bring 
back some of the old cast, then I think there's there's possibly something there. Uh, to there, give you uh, hope on that front, uh, Simon is in the art for the HBO Max, so that's the Ice King's human form. Right. So that's exciting. I'm excited to see what happens. All right. So that is Adventure Time, Fiona, and Kate. Yes, sir. Yeah, Adventure Time has such deep lore, we could probably fill a whole stream talking about no, I could it. Talk about, we could do an entire <laughs> podcast about Adventure yeah. Time. I'll get maybe it. We'll, maybe we'll plan for that. You know what? Here, I will make the pledge promise here on the show. I will make the effort to watch Adventure Time. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> once I get a little bit further into it, maybe we can at one point do an episode devoted to my experience watching it and and just go kind of full in-depth adventure time it and might be you have a, make a great tiktok series and you have a child you have a you have a human child mm-hmm. and adventure time is colors and cartoons on a screen and there are some adult jokes but they go over a human child's head so it's definitely an appropriate show to have on for a human child that's a good point. That's something I can easily watch with her. That is a good idea. That makes it even easier. Uh, well, perfect. All right. What's what's next? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to go, Gary, or should I? Man. I more. So I, I do have a show. You had a show. I have a show. Okay. There's only one show I want to talk about this week. Okay. And I think week after week I bring up Letterkenny. It's one of my favorite shows. It started as a small YouTube series with two guys, two friends. And they were just doing deadpan jokes straight at a camera. They were able to develop that into a small Canadian uh, public broadcasting show that was a huge hit. They were able to uh, make Letterkenny, blah, 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 all the way YouTube pay, or, or Hulu picks it up. So Letterkenny is now a Hulu original. They're pumping out seasons. It's super funny. It's an ensemble cast show with a lot of quick jokes, uh, adult humor for sure. But they have just finished wrapping up seasons 10 and 11. Their, their filming is done now, and they are they haven't slated a release. But if they're following their usual release path, then it should release 2021, holiday 2021. So I'm, I'll, I'll be excited and on the lookout for Letterkenny. Just news is they finished wrapping, finished filming. That's another one that's on my list, and it has been on my list for literally years since you've been you know, preaching its praises. I that's, thought, one, I, that's another one I, I'll try to get to. It's one you actually have to watch also. You can't be on your phone during Letterkenny because you'll miss a lot of the jokes and a lot of the small asides that they have. So it's when I tell people about it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's not a stare at your phone show. The jokes are too good to stare at your phone. You'll miss them. Uh, it's not like holy moly, you know. Well, I'm glad that they, they're they still producing content, too, so you have more to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen some of it, and it is very funny. I will agree. They're, uh, it's nice to see that their Hulu deal you know, didn't fall apart after two seasons. They're Now they're, I think this will be their fourth season with Hulu? I think they switched to season 10. Uh, or 8, I mean. So that was positive praise about Letterkenny. I wanted, let's hear about something, again, that you don't like. You said you had stuff you don't like. Oh, shit. You don't like. So I was playing some, I was playing these Xbox Game Pass games, right? Uh-huh. 
They they released they a bunch of with a lot of new stuff on Game Pass in the past they, few weeks. Yes. It seems like right. they released a bunch of new games, and so I I like racing games. And so at first I looked at Art of Rally. It's a rally car racing game, and it's almost like a top down, really far zoomed out third person game. And it's very got some really poly polygonal graphics. And so I wasn't immediately sold on it. It didn't look very fun to me, but I like racing games, so I downloaded it. Uh, the engines sound cool. The cars drive well, but it's just not. It, there's a reason it's a free rally car game on Game Pass. Yeah, it it's not worth like 45 minutes of my time. And <laughs> I like racing games, so I would say you guys probably not so much. Not for you. Maybe if you're super into rally cars, uh, it's for you. Maybe if you're into top down racing games that zoomed out style, some of those classic old games like. Uh, was it F-Zero was like that initially? That's just not my style. Uh, so I'd say that's not certified fresh. Then I downloaded something else called Library of, like, Runia, I think. Library, that I think that's the name. And what an unplayable piece of shit. Something. <laughs> yeah, no, so... Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but yeah, it's a new game called like Library of something. Uh, it's a library. Card game. I just looked it up. It's Library of Ruina. Library oh. of Ruina. I so installed I, it. It's like ruin, but with another with an A at the yeah, end. Yeah, so and assuming it, that's how it's pronounced. Ruin. I don't even know what type of game to tell you that it is. I, I don't, I don't know what genre. It looks it like is. it's an attempt at a deck build. And yeah, it is an attempt. That sure, sure is an attempt at a deck builder. What an absolute train wreck that game is. I don't know how that ever got greenlit. What it's yeah, just... I, I installed it, and Man. about 10 minutes later, it was off my Xbox. I was like, wow, this sucks, and I was done. That was it. So unplayably bad. That, uh, that it was not interesting. That That is not anything out the box. Put it back little, in the box. Little, the I guess a little note for game devs if you want people to play your game when they're trying to first off let them get to the game part also let them know how to play that's very helpful so uh, say if by chance you're somebody that worked on library of ruina and you happen to be listening to the show and you want to come on and defend your game to us by all means reach out we'll happily have you on the show and talk about it yeah, it would be nice to you except you know, most of us I can't speak for everyone. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not naming any names, but you know. All right. Well, I'll 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 talk about something that I like um, before we talk about more <laughs> that Gary dislikes. How do you know um, I won't like what you're going to talk about next? You might not. There's actually parts of what I'm about to talk about that I don't like too. So go figure. But but not the overall thing. So hard knocks. Uh, do y'all. Any either of y'all watch Hard Knocks or are familiar Zero with Hard Knocks? Interest. <laughs> so Hard Knocks is it's an HBO like reality documentary show about football teams, right? Isn't yeah, that so, what that is? So Hard Knocks, it's it comes on every year. Um it always every year it changes it's so it's typically it follows an NFL team during training camp before the season starts. And so it's every year, it's only about five episodes because it's about as long as 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 many weeks in training camp is as many episodes as the show is, basically. And so every year um, they follow a different team. 
And so this year they are following the Dallas Cowboys. So obviously if you're a Houston sports fan, you just kind of inherently hate all Dallas sports teams. (laughs) Um, That's just kind of, kind of comes with the territory. I mean, the only thing um, worse than a football fan is a Cowboys fan. (laughs) Well, the only thing worse than a Cowboys fan is just people who live in Dallas. It's fuck Dallas and all the people who live there. Dallas, Dallas we're coming for you. Yeah, I don't know a single decent person who lives in Dallas. <laughs> Except for the people in Dallas that are listening to this show. You're the only exception. And also our you know, friends that live in Dallas that might be listening. Uh, you're get out, get out. Get out. Get out before it's too it's late. It's just everyone around you that's garbage. Everyone is there to kill you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a little side note about Dallas. When we went there to visit, uh, me and Jenny were, like, blown away. There was this weird phenomenon going on with all these abandoned cars all over the shoulders of the highway. Like, we just passed car, car, car. We are like, what's going on? It was the craziest thing. Well, um, I've been watching Hard Knocks. There have been, at the time of this recording, there have been two episodes, I believe, and I'm watching it, and I like watching Hard Knocks. I, I just like it in general. The documentary style around it is it's always really, really well filmed and executed. And they find, you know, rookie players that you haven't heard of and kind of follow their journey trying to make the team. And, so, you know, they'll also shadow some of the veteran player or, you know, the, the superstar players that, you know, too. And the thing that's hard about watching this season about the Cowboys is that it's following some players that it makes you want to like them or root for them. But then I also just can't root for the Cowboys. So it's really putting me at odds with myself watching this show. I mean, um, I like Ezekiel Elliott. I like Zeke. He, yeah. There's, and there's a surprising amount of Zeke. In it, Cause sometimes with hard knocks, a lot of times the, the top players, they'll get some screen time, but it's almost like, it comes across like they maybe don't want the cameras following them all the time. They'd rather you put the focus on someone else. That being said, this season so far has had a lot of focus on Zeke. I like and, uh, uh, I, and Dak Prescott. Yeah, I like Dak Prescott because he's coming off of a pretty uh, gnarly injury from last year too. So where his ankle snapped, uh, literally snapped. So he so it's following him and his his getting back in the groove and. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely entertaining. So if you like football, and you know, I always watch Hard Knocks every year, so this is no different. But yeah, it's it just gives me a little bit of pause because it's the Cowboys, but I'm I'm still enjoying watching it. This must, I, this must be how you feel when I talk about Adventure Time, Drew. <laughs> and and here I am. I do like football, and I do like documentaries, but I've never seen Hard Knocks. I bet I would like it. Oh yeah, you would. I think you would. I, you know, if you have access to HBO Max, I'd say, give you know, watch the first episode, see if you like it. I think it's it's just fun. See, regardless of the team, it's just fun seeing behind the scenes football operations. I find it to be very interesting. Yeah, I think I think I would really like that. I like behind the scenes operations of basically like anything. I like you know how it's made. That documentary show I love and how it's made. I love like the Disney Plus behind the scenes of Mandalorian and stuff like if and I didn't really like Mandalorian that much. I but I love behind the scenes. I really I'm really interested in that. So I think I would probably really like Hard Knock. Yeah, it gives you you know, you end up finding coaches and stuff that you like too that you would have never known about otherwise. So yeah, it's fun. 
yeah. it's fun. So that's that's Hard Knocks. Uh, definitely, in general, certified fresh out the box. I don't know if the Cowboys are certified fresh out the box, oh, but Hard Knocks not. is. <laughs> well, that's just the inherent problem of being in and around Dallas. It will exactly. suck your soul away. Uh, but also, the Dallas Aquarium is awesome. Shout out to the Dallas Aquarium. They have a free-roaming sloth. <laughs> well, on that note, That's Jahan, weird. let's kick it over to you. Let's, let's hear some uh, some fresh takes from you. Uh, yeah, so I want... So I have some games I want to switch over. So real quick before we do that, I was thinking maybe we could finish out... Uh, I don't have any more shows to talk about. Um... I could. I mean, oh. I guess I could talk about Pokemon if you want me to. Oh well, then, then here let's let's wrap up the show's conversation because I've got one other one to talk about. Yeah, I think we just is... had this one last one, and I'm excited yeah. to talk about this one. Yeah. So Marvel's What If has mm. um, been on Disney Plus, and there's a couple episodes out now, and um, yeah. So I've watched the first two episodes of this series. Yeah, same. And uh, I'm. Okay, when they announced this show a long time ago, like when they first announced Disney Plus and the the initial slate of Marvel shows, I think this was one of the first ones announced. And I remember thinking that that was really intriguing because I always liked the what if comics that would be random storylines. Yeah. So to see that in a show and the fact that it was going to be animated and feature the voices of of all of or most of the original cast members, I thought was cool. Um, I when they first showed the first snippets of the animation, I thought the animation style was pretty interesting and cool. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I watched, I've watched the first two. The first episode is the one that features, um, uh, Captain Carter, Captain Carter. Yes. Like what if she had gotten the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? Yeah. And then the second episode is T'Challa, uh, being abducted by the Ravagers instead of Peter Quill, and what if T'Challa became Star Lord? Yeah. And uh, Gary, have you watched either of these? I've actually watched both of them. Yes. Okay. Oh, perfect. So, um, I'm curious to see what what are y'all's thoughts on the show so far? Uh, so so far, so I like it. Uh, in general, I think it's kind of so it's definitely geared. I feel more towards children ish. Uh, it definitely doesn't have, I don't know, it's not as mature content I was, as, as I would like, um, but hey, it's a cartoon, it is what it is. I don't um, know if I'd say, I feel like it kind of is in line with a lot of the Marvel stuff, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, some of it feels kind of silly. Uh, some there are of the characters' some... responses seem disingenuous to what I feel they would have. <laughs> in Jahan's I felt that defense, way about I the first episode. Was, I thought there were some hokey jokes in the first episode and the second episode I didn't notice him as much but I thought there was some really corny shit going on uh, that was aimed towards kids in the first episode particularly yeah yeah I the first episode honestly I I'm kind but of questioning but why. it's a cartoon on Disney plus so of course there's corny shit targeted towards kids I'm not it wasn't my complaint I'm just in Jahan's defense there was it was there yeah I, I just don't know if that was the right one to be the first episode honestly it it might because i you know i watched it i was like okay that was fine um yeah but i wasn't necessarily too excited to watch the second episode after that but i did think the second episode sold me more on the show i thought 
it was a lot more interesting. I just thought with the first one there was, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil some things that happen in it. Um, so just a warning for people. I'm gonna spoiler right alert, people. But um, you know, as part of the the storyline, Captain Carter becomes the super soldier instead of Steve Rogers, which then leads to a series of events that of. Uh, Steve Rogers basically getting the first Iron Man suit developed by um, uh, Howard, Howard Stark. Stark. Yeah. And I just found that to be super cheap, like kind of a stretch of like, okay, well, here's how we can get Steve Rogers into a superhero yeah. role. In this And it, it just seemed like a little bit of a stretch to get more Marvel references into that first episode. I don't, I don't know. I just thought some of it was a little bit stretched. I actually have two complaints about this show. Of course I do, right? I have have fucking complaints. Uh, Remember when Masters of the Universe first came out, when we first did our podcast about that, and I just couldn't stop talking about how awesome the art was? No matter what, you just couldn't stop looking away? This show, What If, does not have that problem. The art in What If is not as legendary as the art in Masters of the Universe. Uh, it leaves someone to be desired. It kind of reminds me of Dragon Prince on Netflix a little yes, bit. Yes, definitely. definitely. It, it is polished up a little bit uh, because it's got that interesting 3D CGI environment. They're able to do a lot of really cool things with the camera work. And a lot of the action sequences are really cinematic. They're not like classic cartoons. They do really, really neat stuff uh, that I was a big fan of. And what was my other complaint? The pacing of that show. Because they are like, what are they, 37, 40-minute episodes, something like that? Yeah, a little a little over 30. They're, they are not paced like... Uh, they pace like movies, and it just goes from scene to 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 joke to joke to joke to conversation to conversation. There is no pause. There's no build. There's no drama. It's just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop until the end. And I thought that the second episode really suffered from that fucking pacing where you see T'Challa go to collector and then it's just scene after scene after scene after scene after scene and the movie's over and just holy shit, slow down. Yeah. Uh, or, or you know, rewrite it. If you wrote too much, then you wrote too much. That's sometimes that happens. Your pacing, the pacing's off in the pacing show. Pacing is definitely off. Yeah, I just didn't think the first episode was necessarily all that clever. I thought that there were aspects of the second episode that were more clever. So I, I found that to be more enjoyable. But it, so, for example, and again, another spoiler warning. But I liked the I liked that because T'Challa was in the the star lord role and is a a much better you know negotiator and speaker and personality yes, it was i loved hilarious. the the idea that he had convinced thanos that thanos's idea for you know getting rid of half the the universe's population was not a good idea and that that t'challa's influence had made thanos a good guy so yes. i i did like that like i thought that was a clever twist and fit into the what if mold um and that some of the changes based on thanos not being a bad guy and t'challa like some of the other things that fell into place um the episode i, I thought 
worked a lot better than the the first one. So I I so did enjoy the second one. I just I just had like a small epiphany, and maybe I'm late to the to the show here with my brain. But so the first episode, you were able to get what if she was Captain America, and for the two for the price of one, you were able to get what if Steve Rogers was Iron Man. And they, then yeah, in the second episode, again, you're able to get two for the price of one. What if T'Challa was Star-Lord? And what if uh, Thanos was one of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Right. So yeah. now in both episodes, you're able to get more what if. You're more bang for your buck. So maybe the third episode will have another two for the price of one. Maybe we'll get two more what ifs in one episode. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, I I have issues with the show. Uh, it's kind of boring sometimes, uh, and it's all very straight-line narrative, and it just hammers it in and blah, blah, blah. I do feel like the show has a purpose, though. I really just think the show's designed to prepare the broad audience for this multiversal thinking and just trying to kind of trying to get people to... Un- I think that that's the whole point. Is to just get people to understand, like, if this one thing changed, you know, then Thanos could be a good guy. Don't be surprised if you, you know, I feel like that's a lot of it. Uh, I was... He kind of opened the doors, too, with showing the branching timeline paths by changing one thing. And then this is kind of showing you in animated form what those branching paths may look like. (laughs) Do you guys... One way to look at it, too. Do you guys think that they'll use these multi-dimensions and multi-timelines to introduce both the X-Men and the Fantastic Four? So, people are pretty sure the X-Men are going to come soon. Uh, but they've been saying that for a while. Uh, I th- people are talking about it happening because of the Eternals, because the X-Gene is also a result of celestial experimentation with human DNA. Uh, and the Celestials are who created the Eternals. And so they they think something like that's going to come about. Uh, that's a theory, anyways. Uh, I don't know. I'd be interested to see if any of these what-if storylines are successful enough that it would create a uh, either a standalone film or Disney Plus series live action that follows one of these stories. Yeah. Like, for example, um, if... Chadwick Boseman hadn't been tragically taken from us. Like I would love a live action version of him as T'Challa as T'Challa as Star Lord, you know, and like have give me a like a live action version of that. Like I wonder it it doesn't seem to be on Disney to say, hey, this one was really popular. Let's crank out a live action movie. So one of the things I'm interested uh, about that episode in particular. at the end, you see Peter Quill and the Dairy Queen, and Ego shows up to collect him, as he had done with many of his children. Uh, Will, is Peter Quill still going to be what Ego needs to dist- consume all these planets? Or is it going to be another failed experiment? Like, is he going to succeed now, or is he going to fail? Is that child no longer going to be good enough because he you know, didn't See, become who he is. That's the kind of path where I think that you might be just 
thinking about it too hard. Maybe. I think it was more of just a funny nod to get him in there at the end. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it could come back in another What If episode. I, don't know. I do think, I, I think that we might see some of these come into the multiverse in the movies. I do think some of this is going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure what yet. I haven't seen anything that I'm like, yeah, they're going to put that in. Uh, I so was really excited I to see Howard the Duck. Feige's name is still attached to all of this, right? Isn't he still kind of the the executive brain behind it all? He's in charge of the entire MCU. So. Right? I would say there there is uh, maybe not a good chance, but I, I'd say there is a chance that some of this does show back up uh, crossing over the timeline for sure. If he's okaying everything and is as protective as Disney's been over the Star Wars lore, uh, whenever they rewrote and recontained everything that mattered in the Star Wars universe, I, I would think that Feige's kind of the executive in charge of making sure that Marvel lore stays within its bounds and that some of this may come back. Yeah. Uh, a funny thing that came from this, uh, because Howard the Duck is in episode two, uh, it was trending on Twitter and uh, the actress from the movie, the mom from Back to the Future, uh, Leah Thompson, said that, like, hey, if you guys are really interested, I'll direct the, uh, or I'll direct or write the sequel or a reboot of Howard the Duck. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I would watch that. <laughs> I, I think Howard the Duck is actually a pretty solid movie. I, I watched it way after it came out. And I was like, what is this? No, no, uh, we're not going down the... I'm dude. cutting you off right here. <laughs> no, John, no, we've got too many things on this on this outline under you in particular. We have to oh, get I do to. Have we're not now. going down to Howard the Duck wormhole. Maybe go down the another, wormhole. Maybe another time. Maybe when they announce that it's coming out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull back and, and get back on track and say, let's, for the sake of time, let's drill through some of your things yeah, here. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, but yeah, that's what I thought about What If. Uh, and I was left with this like hollow feeling after seeing Chadwick Boseman's last thing. I was like, it was it was hard, but yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. What if so far so good? I'm interested to see what else happens. All right, what you got next? I have I have a couple things I wanted to do. Kind of uh, an experience. I wanted to, I like to play a lot of sim games. I don't know if you guys like playing simulation games. Uh, but two have come to my attention recently. Uh, one is a game called Timberborn, uh, and where you are beavers. <laughs> you're beavers, and you're building a little beaver colony. Uh, kind of funny, but the gameplay actually looks legitimately pretty solid. Uh, and you're like, you have to survive the dry seasons by damming up rivers and foraging food to scroll away is this, um, is this punishment like i just <laughs> a couple months ago i approached gary and jahan and say hey let's do a podcast and now here we are and i'm listening to jahan talk about a beaver simulation beaver simulator yeah is this is this real life this is, real is this life. happening these are I'm the on. things that i like to play I enjoy I'm on these the games. Edge of my seat. I would play a Beaver Simulator. <laughs> yes. It, so it is what right did I now. Get myself into here. <laughs> right Ooh. now, you can download the demo for free on Steam. It's called Timberborn, uh, and it's like an overland, uh, kind of a city builder resource management game in where you are beavers, uh, and it looks. It's pretty. I like the theme. I like the buildings. I like what you can do. It looks like it's pretty in depth. And I actually am excited. I'm going to play this, like, 
after the podcast. So yeah, I just started the download. <laughs> I already downloaded it. See, there is an audience. Yeah, this is uh, so this is an experiment in my simulation corner because uh, I like to play a lot of sim games, and the other one that I wanted to mention today is a new one that is already out uh, called Ant Empire. Uh, and where you, there, like, there's a bunch of different kinds of ants that you can be also like an overland thing where you control the hives, uh, and you can like attack other ant colonies and that kind of thing. And it looks really fun. Uh, if you ever played Sim Ant, uh, this game might be for you. It's, I think it's only like $15, uh, and it's on Steam now. And it does I'm look looking fun. at pictures of Timberborn right now, and I'm just I'm amazed <laughs> that this exists. <laughs> Bro, like, incredible. so I, I really do enjoy Sim games. Uh, another one that's been very fun for me lately that's kind of, like, zen, stress-free, like, kind of, like, my happy place. I play uh, Mini Motorways, which is also on Steam now, also pretty cheap. Uh, and it's just kind of like a point-click-and-drag road lane game in where uh, these buildings pop up and you have to get people from the, like, the orange homes to the orange businesses um, and if you don't do it fast enough, if your traffic gets too bad, you just kind of lose. Um, and that game is also very fun. I like, I like little indie games, I like little simulation games. It's my, it's my happy place, Drew. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for hating. I wasn't hating on it. I was just, I was just in shock. I'm sorry. Of Timberboard, <laughs> the yes. beaver simulator. Hey, you know, it is shocking. Have you ever seen I Am Bread, Drew? Yes, yes, I, I'm aware of I Am Bread. I was going to say, to speaking of games that are just absolutely absurd, I Am Bread is a as a bread simulator. Yes, you you play as a piece of bread, a slice of bread, I should yes, say. Yes, that's correct. And you use the, the triggers and the bumpers to, they control the corners of the bread. So you have to like... You have these four points of contact where you're like wiggling and stretching and trying to grab and move around his bread. And if you get too dirty, then you fail. You have to be clean and make it all the way across the house and jump in the toaster and turn into toast. It's like a five second rule. There's a there's a narrative also that the homeowner is does like every time he leaves the house, he comes back home and there's a slice of toast. And so he keeps trying to move the bread. He puts it in different rooms. He does different things. And he's going to his ther- therapist every day about this fucking bread <laughs> that keeps turning into toast. And it literally drives him I crazy. Bread is they great. Yeah, they yeah, lock bread. him up and put him in an insane asylum. Because <laughs> so I am bread. Uh, so more to, like, the mainstream of games, because these are the outliers that, like, dumb people like me and Gary like. Uh, I like to watch engineers play sim games on YouTube. But, yeah, uh, so me and Gary, and I, I don't know if Drew has gotten in on this one yet, but Pokemon Unite. Uh, it is the free-to-play uh, Pokemon MOBA. Uh, I think is... I said last time I was going to play it, and I still haven't played it, so I'm sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> you're fine. You don't have to play it, uh, but it is, it is very fun. It. Uh, it's a fun game. It's a solid MOBA. It's pretty easy to play. You get stuck with some crap teammates a lot, but hey, that's just online games. Uh, and they have recently announced two new Pokemon coming out, uh, Mamo Swine and uh, Sylveon, which is the first evolution to make it to Pokemon Unite. Uh, I believe Sylveon is going to be an attacker, and Mamoswine's probably definitely going to be a tank. 
Uh, so those are I, cool. I'm pretty excited about both of those. I went from like at first I I heard of Unite and then I played it once. I played like one game, maybe like I played three games, right? I played one night and I was like, man, it's okay. It's like League of Legends light. And then I went back and played it with my roommate Justin, and we played it for like four or five hours, and we were just winning, winning, winning. It was so much fun. I was having a great time. And then I unlocked ranked, and so now I'm playing yeah, ranked. Ranked, ranked is a whole lot of fun. And I didn't think that I would be playing a ranked Pokemon knockoff league at any point in my life, and let alone enjoying it. I, I, I thought, you know. If I played it, it would just be briefly. But this game is actually, there's really something to it. I, I can't quite put my finger on it yet, but I like it, and the games are 10 minutes and less. Yeah, that's a huge selling point. 10-minute uh, matches, period. They're always 10 minutes. Uh, you can plan your day around it. Uh, but yeah, no, I Pokemon's another one of those franchises that I will consume everything that comes comes from them. Like, I love Pokemon. I uh, play Pokemon Go. I play everything. Uh and, I'm kind of burned out of that classic style of Pokemon game, um, personally. But I, I think that Unite is cool. It brings something fresh to, yes. to, the, to the Pokemon world. Uh, yeah, some of their their off like formula games are pretty cool. Like that. Yeah, Pokemon Snap back Pokemon for Snap. That game fucked. Pokemon Snap's uh, great. They have yeah, they have the new one for the Switch that I still really want. Uh, but I'm. Broke. I, I have I have played it. It's very good. It's a very good. That's yeah, good. I, I enjoy it. Um, and then so on the poke, they had a whole Pokemon uh, release radar thing going on. Uh, and you said you're tired of the typical like the regular Pokemon stuff, but real quick, we're gonna touch on uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, uh, Return to the Sinnoh region remakes of these games on the Switch. Um, oh really? Nintendo is remaking games? What the? <laughs> f- you don't fucking say. Are they time sensitive, and you have to buy them in a certain fucking timestamp, or else they go away forever? So Nintendo can no. make fucking okay, good. No, you don't have to do that. Uh, so these aren't re-releases; these are remakes. Um, and so they're they're like fully three D. They look pretty cute. They still have like the cutesy chibi little people, uh, and also there is a. Uh, Pacquia Dialga uh, Switch Lite available. Limited edition. Uh, looks pretty cool. Uh, and I do, this is one of my favorite of the Pokemon series. I love Turtwig. Love it, love it, love it. But, Gary, you said you're sick of this. You said you're tired of it. Sick and tired of it. You said you no longer want this basic Pokemon Been stuff. There, done that. I did that when I was in fourth grade when I got Pokemon Red. And then I did it again in fifth grade when I got Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. And then I did it again when I got Gold. And then I did it again when I was fucking tricked into buying Shield uh, or Moon <laughs> or Sun or whatever the fuck, man. See, just I too did many the same times. thing you did, except I didn't miss the ones in between. I hit all. I did all of them. Uh, I, I skipped a couple. But now, Pokemon Arceus. Uh, it is not... It, it is. It looks like what we all thought Sword and Shield should have been. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, it's it, there's no instance to combat. Like you don't touch a Pokemon and do 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 do. This is the actual big open world. This is the big one. open world. Yeah. Uh, it they were yeah, saying this looks cool. like my understanding was that it was going to be ancient Sinnoh, but it is not. This is a new uh, region altogether called like the Harius region. I forget. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's open world. You're running around as your person. Pokemon can attack the trainer directly. Uh, you can ride Pokemon uh, on land, in the air, in the water. Um, you throw your Pokemon, you watch it run around with you, and send it to attack in real life. Uh, no instance combat. Uh, and you can just straight up run, you can sneak up on a Pokemon, throw a ball at it, and hope you catch it. Uh, it looks like what we've always wanted. It looks really cool. News? I saw that this game was trending in the past week. Was there just, were, did they just show off more of it, or was there news, yeah, so, news about it? So, Pokemon did a whole Pokemon, like an hour-long Pokemon release, uh, where they talked about Diamond Pearl, Unite, everything Pokemon, and then Arceus. They showed never-before-seen footage. Uh, this is when you found out that Pokemon could attack your trainer directly. Uh, we hadn't seen that before. We hadn't really, we didn't have confirmation. Uh, they showed that you can ride on a bird with a hang glider. They showed all kinds of stuff like that. A lot of never before seen footage. Uh, and I do believe this game's coming out at the end of the year. Stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll definitely be picking it up. I, I need to, it's one of those ones that I was sold at the initial announcement of it, and I haven't even looked at the new, the, the new news about it to say, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to. Is, is there a multiplayer situation with that game? Uh, unknown, but I wouldn't count on it, but... Yeah, I wouldn't count on it either. I'm just curious. That'd be cool. I would, I would like that. I just doubt it. Yeah. I don't know why I doubt it. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, that's... So that's Pokemon Arceus. I am excited, and I will be buying it, and you guys should be excited, too. It looks like everything we ever wanted out of a Pokemon. Speaking of everything we ever wanted out of a game, there is an alien co-op shooter coming out in just a few days by the time that this podcast released, the game will have already been out. It's called Aliens Fireteam Elite, and it's a three-player, I believe first, or third-person co-op shooter game, uh, kind of in like the uh, Left for Dead type of style of um, trying to survive. And you and your two squad mates, there's five different classes to play, and you're just trying to get to, I'm guessing, the objective, much like Left 4 Dead. Uh, lots of very terrifying xenomorphs. Uh, the Aliens universe, of course, is awesome. And with the five classes, uh, I'm interested. They're Gunner, Demolisher, Technician, Doctor, and Recon. Uh, the game has four campaigns with like three story missions in between, kind of like that Left for Dead each chapter to finish a story. So I'm sure there's some replayability here. It's only a $40 game. It's not full price. I don't think I'm going to spend $40 on it day one. I might wait to see what people say about it. I am interested in it. I would say that it looks possibly certifiably fresh out the box. Could be very uh, good. But I I, uh, I was I was duped by uh, Final Extinction. I thought yeah. that Final Extinction was going to be cool, and it was not cool. So I'm kind of hesitant on this game. Uh, not that they should be compared. Final Extinction was more like a knockoff Deep Rock Galactic. But yeah. Aliens Fire Team, keep your eyes out. This could be cool. Could be a fun time for co-op. Uh, aliens are cool. That universe is cool. Games with a bunch of different classes. I'm into it. I like me some xenomorphs. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Uh, excited to see it. It looks like they like took a lot of attention to detail when it comes to the universe and the weapons. Uh, I can see that the guy has the heavy gun on like that gimbal arm attached to his back, just like in Aliens. 
very cool. Uh, I I want to play it pretty badly. There are also in the video game news there are new maps out for Chivalry Two. That game is for all the systems and PC and such. There were two free maps. You didn't have to pay for them. They just showed up. Surprise! Here they are. Enjoy. Uh, there's also some new weapon skins and stuff that they dumped in there. Uh, nothing super exciting. It's one new, or I guess there's a three v three mode. Also, that's yeah, kind of exciting. Mode. So there's a new small map in their battle royale style. There's a new large map in their multi objective takeover style. Uh, both maps are more violent melee brawling and arrows. So if you're into chivalry, look forward to two free new maps. Yeah, me and Yuri were playing this one the other day. Uh, we had put it down for a while, picked it back up. Had so much fun. I, I this game's so fun. Yeah, Chivalry Two is it's a lot of fun. It's for those of you who don't know, Chivalry is a first-person medieval melee combat game. So instead of your assault rifles and such, you're swinging swords and warhammers, and you have shields and bows and javelins. And so it's kind of that violent medieval <laughs> first-person shooter experience that we were always looking for as a kid in, in, in this game has that and it's it's it, chivalry 2 is not even full price i don't think no i don't think it's full price and chivalry 2 has also already said that they're going to be adding more dlc uh in mm-hmm. the future so that's pretty exciting. no there's no single player campaign or story if that's what you're interested in no it, this is a multiplayer online game only and it's fun every every minute online it's very fun was there anything else for y'all this week? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much all checking all my boxes there. Yeah. You want to? Did you want to talk at all? We can briefly, briefly mention it because I know we're we're out of time. Um, Star Wars Visions. That trailer had right. Had Star dropped. Wars Visions. We don't know much about it. Uh, Disney Plus is releasing a anime style Star Wars cartoon. Oh shit! That looks amazing if you uh if you like anime you like star wars go check it out star wars visions coming to disney plus um yeah gary have you seen this trailer no no i didn't know anything about this i would take the time go watch it soon Mm -hmm. because i think this might be your style but it's it's all different um like high profile artists or or anime creators (laughs) doing different takes on star wars It, it looks like it's gonna fit star wars really well that looks cool as fuck i'm looking at the art right now yeah i think this is gonna be really really neat so worth worth noting we'll i'm sure we'll be talking about that more as it comes up i saw jahan had included a note here about yeah put it on my list because (laughs) yeah just because i'm sure that when that does come out we will be talking about it for sure i'll i'll be watching it as soon as it comes out and i'll be amped up to talk about it uh, but yeah, so thanks for watching the podcast, everybody. Uh, follow me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks oh. for watching the podcast. You listen to the podcast. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for being hey, here. For thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up and smelling the podcast, everybody. Uh, I'm Jahan and on. I'm at Rock Fact on Twitter. I'm Casualty CDG, and I'm at Casualty CDG on Twitter. And I'm Drew, and it's at Drew Munhausen on Twitter and Drew's Blues uh, on TikTok if you want to follow my physical media adventures there. And also be sure to, to follow the Fresh Out the 
the box Twitter account. It is the uh, account is linked in oh. the show notes. So make sure to look there if you're looking for the handle. But yeah, follow Fresh Out the Box yeah, for fresh all out the cool the... things these guys are doing. Yeah, Fresh Out the Box every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Jahan and I play tabletop role-playing games, indie games, and board games for uh, from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. Central. So if you're just chilling at home and you want to see us playing Make Pretend with our friends, we try to keep a, a nice cast of entertaining individuals on there. We do character voices and we do pseudo costumes. Uh, Friday nights, if you're trying to look for games that are coming out, things on uh, you know board games you might be interested in, tabletop games you might be interested in. We're always trying to keep up with Kickstarter and indie developers. If you have a game that you would like us to play, a board game or a tabletop game, uh, drop us a line on here or anywhere, really. Just contact us, and we'll, we'll we'll take a look at your game. We also game test and design and all that other stuff. We we love games. Do you have anything else, Jahan, uh, Mr. Sir? Uh, no, I didn't have anything else. Thank you so much for watching, everybody, and uh, stay fresh. He said watching again, Drew. Thank you all for listening. Catch you next time. <laughs> Thanks for smelling us. 